social media will help grow your audience. Yeah. But a blog will kind of help secure it. Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, blogging, photography, videography, and trending topics. Yeah. Since it's still the beginning of the year, you know, it's mid-January, we figure this is a time when a lot of people might be starting a new project or yeah. looking for maybe a new project to try. A hobby or yeah. something like that. And some people might be wondering if blogging is still relevant. I feel like blogging is something that like crosses people's minds to start like everybody at least once. Mm-hmm. Like blogging is such a common thing now. Yeah. Like who hasn't started at least one blog? Or thought about starting yeah. a blog. <laughs> like I don't think there's anyone out there. And I mean blogging has been around for a long time. Uh-huh. And it's something that's really cool because you can write something about that's so niche and like people will still read it. Yeah. I would argue that niche the, is better the nicher the better yeah is i agree nicher a word i don't think the so. more niche the more yeah. better <laughs> um but yeah so i think because it's like it's 2019 and there's so many new technologies out there blogging is probably one of the oldest mm-hmm. of all the like For social sure. media e-type things yeah so i think a lot of people might not understands how useful blogging still can be and if it's even relevant or not um i think we're both on the same side of this mm-hmm. is that blogging is relevant yeah i think it's more relevant than like i think it's hasn't died down like at all uh, like i think it's not necessarily the forefront of like people don't just have a blog anymore yeah, yeah like i think a blog is like an extra bit of a website they may have but i don't think it's gone down at all no, I just think people underestimate the value of a blog. Yeah, they don't realize how powerful having a blog can be for whatever you are, whether you're a brand, an individual, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just here to what? Talk about our opinions on blogs? I guess so and kind of like explain why, what makes blogging still relevant yeah. and valuable. Because uh-huh. it's easy to like just have an Instagram account and be like, look at all these followers I have. Yeah. But then if Instagram shut down tomorrow. Yeah you wouldn't have any of those followers because like you don't own that platform, Yeah, your right? blog is your own. Like, you can literally do whatever you want on your blog. It's yours. No one else has a say in what goes on in your blog. And no one else has a say if it, like, shuts down one yeah. day. Unless someone hacks you. Yeah. Let's not Which, talk about that. Sore spot. Not a nice <laughs> time. Please don't do that to people. <laughs> um. So I think a blog is like super important just to have that ownership over something knowing that you have control over this what comes out of it or what doesn't come out of it is like your control you can put anything you want on your blog or not put something you don't want whatever it is you have control of the platform you're using mm-hmm. and i think that's a really valuable thing that people aren't necessarily they don't think of yeah because we haven't really experienced a platform like being coming to life kind of and then disappearing we've experienced a couple like vine 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 is like i is vine the only one and snapchat's kind of i think on its way down but it's still relevant the thing about snapchat is that nothing is permanent on there anyways yeah so but i do think the platform has lost a little bit of its momentum yeah since instagram's like been progressing so much and i think instagram's just been ruining every platform Mm. um but like so vine is the only platform truly that we've seen 
become like pretty popular huge, yeah and then just disappear yeah it do- like it literally doesn't exist anymore and i think some people like because there's a lot of people who got famous off of yeah. vine like yep. creating those what were they eight second videos yeah, i was never on seconds. vine so uh, yeah like liza koshi yeah she was and from vine there's like there's like a bunch of like younger people well not younger anymore but they were younger when they started doing vine videos that are now youtubers or instagrammers or whatever they are now um so that's the only one that we've seen kind of go away Mm-hmm. So I feel like people don't realize like Instagram's a pretty it's a powerful thing. It's like made a lot of the platforms that went away go away. Like it's the reason that Vine died yeah. basically. And it's the reason that Snapchat's not as popular anymore. Um but I don't I think people don't realize that as soon as something else comes along, Instagram could so easily be one of those platforms that just falls off now. Yeah. And you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Like you suddenly lose if you're someone who gets brand deals on there, you suddenly lose a huge source of income because people make a lot of money on Instagram and you suddenly lose a bunch of faces that are seeing your content. Yeah. So I think like it's like it's the same thing. I don't know if we've ever talked about these, but like email newsletters. Yeah. Like I think it's similar to having like an email newsletter as is having a blog. Those people are yours and yours only. Mm-hmm. Like the people who are following you there and you have control over that, whether that stops or doesn't. Yeah. And you have a way to contact them. Cause like if you have an email sign up, then you build an email list. Yeah. Right. And that's like, so like our, we have an email sign up. It's pretty small. I think it's like 125 people or something, but that's 125 people who, when they see our email, they're only seeing our stuff. They're mm-hmm. not clouded by anything else it's going directly to them like it's not like in a scroll where they could easily scroll by like it's something that's like when they're looking at it it's at the top of their mind because it's the only thing they're looking at and that's the same thing for a blog I feel like because if you're on someone's blog you're on their blog you're not on somebody else's at the same time yeah and it's not something that like a bigger company can take away from you yeah because like when Vine you know had its demise it wasn't overnight but eventually the creators like the people that were big on there just started like not the platform wasn't appreciating its creators yeah. as much as they maybe deserved yeah so it wasn't like all of a sudden it was gone it was the creators started leaving because the platform was no longer helping them yeah so they had time to like be like hey guys i started an instagram and a youtube yeah. so we're going there now right yeah so i don't think it would ever be just all of a sudden overnight yeah instagram's just gone <laughs> but like all these creators had to go and build up a presence somewhere else and like obviously they had head start because they had a lot of followers on a different platform but as people who have tried to transfer over like likes from different platforms to other ones it's hard to do it's it's hard to get people from one platform to another because sometimes they just don't want to see your content on other platforms they they only like you in seven seconds for mine and they don't necessarily want to see longer form content or whatever else you do on other ones so it is hard to switch over yeah and sometimes it's a completely different style for the creator themselves like mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of viners who just couldn't make it work on youtube yeah. or on instagram because well seven seconds is completely different and won't work on youtube and it there was like a style to it too like yeah. especially the comedy stuff yeah it was a very specific style and i don't know that it would translate other places yeah i think we're getting sidetracked a little bit so blogging is bit. still relevant blogging this yeah i guess that just leads to why we think blogging is still relevant because it's permanent it's yours to have completely nothing can be taken away from you and it's, you know, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if you own your website, it's yours. Yeah. Like, it's not just all of a sudden one day, oh, it's gone. <laughs> and I think it really comes down to that email sign-up list, too, oh, yeah. that you have. Like, I think people forget how powerful email 
sign up list. And that's why we're trying to revamp ours a little bit now too, is that if you can get your content directly to somebody's email inbox, that is a powerful tool to have. Mm -hmm. It can be tricky because a lot of people now just feel like so many emails are spam and there's just so much junk going through emails, which I mean is true, but I feel like it's also maybe getting better because people are having to, or companies are having to like there's also like new laws coming that's in what i'm every saying right about it's like kind of spamming people. it's being controlled a little bit yeah and you have to make sure there is the option to unsubscribe and stuff yeah. like that you can't force your stuff on people yeah like and you, you can't before. just send it to them without them signing up i mean exactly. it happens still but you can easily unsubscribe from it yeah and i think if a brand were to approach you the numbers from your email sign up list could be sometimes more powerful than social media i think so because you can track more things within an email sign up well, list yeah, as well. Well, yeah, especially like in an email sign up list, like we use MailChimp for ours, and it's pretty much one of the most basic things to use. It's mm-hmm. free, you get to send a certain amount of emails out for your free account, but like you can track everywhere like whether people are scrolling through it you can track where they clicked yep. where they left it all that kind of, you can track everything yeah. on it and that's with a free account on mailchimp and like it's such a powerful thing to know whether what's working and what's not yeah those numbers are so helpful imagine you had all those numbers everywhere else mm-hmm. and i love mailchimp too and i haven't used any other email newsletter like sign up thing before so i only have experience with mailchimp i don't know what other ones are like Actually, that's a lie. I've also used one called Myema for past work, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. But I still like Mailchimp better. Um, but Mailchimp gives you like a score based on like how many people opened it right. and like all that kind of stuff. And I love seeing that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Now I can understand people having their doubts about blogging because mm-hmm. it's definitely harder to grow oh. a like especially now yeah readers right because yeah, there's so much on the internet now yeah and everyone is going to instagram or facebook or and we also that too but we're also in a time where a lot of brands pay to be the first thing seen where that wasn't as common mm-hmm. however many years ago when blogging started where like seo search and google search and stuff so it's hard when you don't have any money to pay to be higher in google results or anything like that so it's kind of hard to get noticed on your blog but i think social media can help with that like social media plays a huge part in helping you grow your popularity in blogging but blogging also plays a huge part in just bringing people to your site. Yeah, it's kind of like you can't have one without the other. Or exactly. you really shouldn't have yeah. one without the other. Because like the social media will help grow your audience. Yeah. But a blog will kind of help secure it. Yeah, it like kind of like connects you and your audience. Because like there's only so much you can do on Instagram. And yeah, there's only so too. much you can do on Facebook and all these platforms. That like I feel like a blog is just a little bit more personable mm-hmm. and like your audience can connect to you more than when they can connect to you on like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, So I think like people will like find you through social media or search or whatever it is, but they'll stay because they really like your writing or the content you're delivering out on blogging. Yeah. And it's also nice to have like a central place where all of your content or like examples of all your content lives it's almost like a portfolio yeah Yeah. because it's honestly so spread out these days right but if somebody goes to your blog or your website yeah then they can easily get an idea of what you do yeah that's why like on our blog post when we're writing when i'm writing for a recipe i always include the video at the bottom of the Mm -hmm. recipe too because like they have the recipe out there they don't necessarily need the video but it also just helps drive some traffic to youtube if if they're finding us just on the web they don't know that we have a youtube channel and it just kind of shows that like if this is 
maybe a future employer or a brand looking to partner with us they can see oh they can write a recipe they can write well oh and they can also make videos yeah so like it just kind of it like almost works as a portfolio for you yeah. in a way even though it's not kind of necessarily meant to be that yeah and even if you're not like a really strong writer mm-hmm. blogging can take lots of different forms yes so having a blog like as an entity is important it's not necessarily that you need to be writing these huge pieces yeah. all the time that's not really the important yeah. part of blogging it's more figuring out what works for you and having that presence i mean a lot of people have photo blogs yeah. which are usually a photograph with like maybe a couple sentences of like what this scenario was what you were doing whatever but that's kind of like it like it doesn't have to be 500 word long blog posts about this really intricate topic mm-hmm. like it can just be whatever you want it to be there's people who have blogs that are like they house their poems there and it's like 50 words and that's it yeah and that kind of stuff works yeah um so another part about having a blog that's valuable and you touched on it a little bit is the idea of seo yes and what is that and what does it do and why does it matter search engine optimization very good (laughs) is this a quiz Uh (laughs) uh-huh so far i'm getting 100 so this is what yes yeah you're doing great oh great (laughs) Uh, seo is what determines your rank in a google search yes so if someone were to search vegan recipes, it, where would our blog yeah. rank? As opposed to all the other ones that would come up. Exactly. That when you search vegan recipes. Um, and there are a lot of tools that can help you with this. It's kind of hard when it, you... Like, oh, yeah. It is pretty tricky to write for SEO. And it's a whole different style of writing. Mm-hmm. Like when I started actually writing for SEO... You like have to think of so many things when you're writing. It's not just writing well. Yeah. It's now you have to use this word so many times and you have to make sure that the title of your blog post starts with this word and this and this word's included in there. And it's like actually pretty difficult. It can be strategic to a point of making it not fun anymore yeah. sometimes. So you have to, you kind of sometimes have to find that balance yeah. of like what you're willing to sacrifice. Like what kind of like... I think SEO is still creative writing. It's mm-hmm. still kind of fun to figure out how to do SEO well. But like you have to find that kind of like middle ground where you want to do, okay, you're willing to do this for SEO, but you're not willing to do this. Yeah. You just have to have to be like, okay, I might not rank as high, but I really want this piece in my writing or this like layout or whatever it is. Yeah. And the other thing about SEO is it's not just about the words you put in, but having a blog where you're consistently uploading content mm-hmm will also raise your rank in search, yeah. right? It also, um, SEO also plays into how long people are spending on your website. So this kind of goes into the type of content. If your content's really like capturing people and like causing them to go further into your site and look at other blog posts or whatever else you have on there, that kind of stuff really affects your search as well. Mm-hmm. So, so like if people are going to your site and leaving after two seconds, Google's not really going to show your site much because it's realizing people don't really like it. Yeah, uh, that's called a bounce rate, yeah. right? Um, and for the record, a lot of bounce rates aren't good. Yeah. Like bounce, an- bounce rate is a really hard thing to have a good score in because a lot of times people are going for one specific thing yeah. and they don't have, they're not just going to sit there and be like, oh, let's see what else this site has. <laughs> like that's just really not how the internet works anymore. Yeah, so even if you have a bounce rate of like 70%, yeah. that might sound really bad, but that's actually a pretty decent no that's actually a very good it's hard to get that low no it's extremely hard what that kind of i think so you shouldn't be discouraged by a pretty high bounce rate that's 
really normal for most websites. Mm -hmm. What I think you should kind of look at is maybe what blog posts are causing the most bounce rate. Yeah. So like if you're seeing one, one in particular blog post that's like people are leaving right after this one or they're spending less time there, then that's kind of stuff that's more helpful. But you don't necessarily need to see how many people are leaving after one page. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to know, but it's not the end of the world if most people are. Yeah. Especially it depends on the type of content you have. Yeah. Like ours, especially, I think we have recipes. People go to our blog for one recipe. They're not going to stay there and start reading other random recipes. Yeah. Like the idea of binging on a blog. It's weird. You don't binge blog content really, right? Yeah. Because, well, because also blog content's kind of like long form typically. Mm -hmm. So like when you go to a blog post, you're reading this thing and you're like, oh, let's go to other ones. You don't really do that. And I guess you could argue that a blog post kind of might demand a higher amount of attention than other like accounts Mm -hmm. and stuff like that for sure so that's why people might only come and consume one because then they're like distracted because short attention spans yes (laughs) for sure um but the idea of like ranking well in search still matters because people still just straight up go to google yeah i mean i do that all the time yeah they don't always go to youtube straight right away or yeah. instagram right away they go to google right away right? i literally do that all the time i'm go to google and i'm like i'm looking for a good vegan appetizer so i'll put that in mm-hmm. and that kind of plays into also keywords which also helps with search and um a lot i think every website builder should have that built in mm-hmm. putting keywords in i only use wordpress so i don't know mm-hmm. but um that kind of stuff knowing what keywords to use and that kind of stuff it just kind of comes with practice i don't even know if i know it so yeah it's like it's search engine optimization is kind of a really weird thing and i envy the people who know yeah. it really really yeah. well because it's hard to know it really, really no it's well. a skill and people underestimate it so much oh yeah because like um i like we'll go to my our stats for our website and i'll like look and i'm like i don't understand how this one did better than this one and i'm trying to figure it out and i'm like i just don't understand mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's going on it's something that i've been trying to learn more and more of too but it's it's a really hard thing to learn yeah do you think things like this are, are kind of a turnoff now for why people think blogging doesn't matter or why so, it's so much kind of... it's less an art form more of just technical things yeah and it's almost a little bit less straightforward than instagram where like put the hashtags yeah i mean it definitely i think there's a lot more that goes into blogging than goes into because you also have to think of website design is it easy for people to navigate your website you have to think of all these things that i don't know if necessarily mattered when blogging started because blogging was still fresh and new and people were excited about it and there were a lot less blogs out there yeah um and Instagram's so straightforward because the platform's built for you. You can't change exactly. anything on Instagram, but like you can change everything on your website if you want to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think it's kind of a turnoff because it's a lot more work. Yeah, I think. there's a bigger learning curve to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing too. Like when I was in school, we had to create a blog, and um, I chose WordPress because that's what we yeah. use ours anyways. But a lot of people chose Wix because WordPress was so hard to work for them, mm-hmm. which I don't think it is. It, yeah. I think it's harder to use than Wix is. But like, I think you learn more when you have to do all these like nitty gritty things yeah. on things. And I think people get so turned off by that stuff because 
I, I don't know if it's just like if it's always been like this or not. But like I think people see these really pretty blogs and they're like, I want that. And they don't realize how much work goes into getting a really pretty blog like that. And that it didn't start that pretty. Mm-hmm. Like they probably had a super ugly blog because they couldn't afford to customize their entire thing or they didn't have the skills to customize their entire thing. So people don't realize like they want that stuff right away, but they don't realize they either have to spend money for that or learn a lot of coding skills to be able to get it like that. Yeah, no, WordPress gets really frustrating when you realize how limited your customization can be sometimes yeah because you just want to be able to do anything and you're like it should be easy but it's not and you have to learn it yeah. right i mean there's some really good themes out there there I are would, some great themes like i would recommend you put a little bit of money into a theme mm-hmm. i i would agree with that too we we what how much was our theme 60 bucks maybe yeah it was a pretty cheap theme and i like our theme yeah and i would say also get a theme that's versatile yes so that if you're style changes a little bit the theme can change with you because you don't want to always be buying a new theme oh yeah that can be pricey oh yeah but um yeah so i think people get turned off by the technical ability of blogging now Mm -hmm. but i mean the great thing about blogging me around for so long is that you can if you have questions you can google it because yeah so many people have had the same questions Uh right and they're all answered now yeah exactly yeah um so actually something that i read online just before we did this is that blogging builds credibility which i think is a big reason to have a blog Mm -hmm. so um one of the things like in school we had to create our own blog i had my own blog already so it didn't matter um but a lot of people like i went to school for pr and a lot of people were wondering they're like is this why are we doing a blog like i don't want to be a blogger like what what's what is this you don't realize that even if you don't want to be a blogger blogging helps you get a lot of like like, if you don't have a job in something that you want to have a job in, you start writing a blog about it, suddenly it gives you some credibility in the industry you want to get into. And it's something you can show an employer, a future employer, or someone you hope to be an employer. It's something that, like, it got me my internships when I left school. My blog for sure did, like, without a doubt. Um, when I went in for my interviews, they only asked me questions about my blog and YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. I know for sure that my experience with that stuff got me a job where I wasn't even blogging yeah like so like even if you don't I understand people don't necessarily see blogging as like something like they're like I just don't want to do it but it's such a good way to just get into an industry you might not have an ability to get into on your own Mm -hmm. yeah I think one of the defining things about what you just mentioned is that you knew what topic you wanted to talk about and Mm -hmm. how it would translate to the possible jobs you might want yeah and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck yeah. Because they don't know what they should be talking about and then how that can help them in their career, mm-hmm. right? But even if it's unrelated and you have a blog and it's consistent and you do it well, so you yeah. do your research and it's well written and it's it shows that you have yeah. like ex- expertise in this, mm-hmm. even if it's not related to your job, it still shows initiative. Like, yeah, you're shows, still doing something on your own. Yeah. You're keeping up with it. It's consistent. You're showing that you have some work ethic. Yeah. Like even if it's not anything related to the industry you want to be in you have this work ethic and this motivation to do something that you're not being paid for something that you just want to do Mm -hmm. um and it's also one of the things that so i did a talk at the school that i went to um about blogging Mm -hmm. and um we we talked a little bit about consistency with it and how that can definitely show credibility when you keep it up when you do it once a week it really shows that you stick your time management is good you can get a blog out every week at the same time on the same day whatever it is Um, but what it also shows and I think people forget this 
and I think people might get discouraged by this, is that it shows growth. Mm -hmm. So like even if you have some pretty bad blog posts, if your blog posts are getting better each time, it shows that you've been able to learn something and that you've been able to grow in your writing or whatever it is. And like employers will be able to see that. You know, and they can see when things are posted. So they're not going to be like, oh, this is terrible writing. But then they see a great one. They're like, oh, they've learned something. Yeah. So you can like almost use it as a way to show your employer like this is what I've learned. This is like how quickly I've progressed or whatever. And it's kind of like you can show them that too. Like it's not necessarily about the content. It could just be about the learning of it and what you've learned from it. Yeah. In a way, it's almost like what a portfolio would be. Right. And it's kind of better than a resume in a way because I like you it said is. it actually shows like it's proof yeah right? it's not just putting you can't, it on like anyone can write that you're a good writer exactly you can write that on any paper you want but that's not necessarily going to get people to believe you yeah. but if you give them a blog that you've been writing for a year and it shows like you, they can see yeah this person is a good writer they were telling the truth mm-hmm. like they there's no way of denying that you're not a good writer if you have the proof to show them that yeah and i think a blog is better than showing them your social media sometimes. So I think if you have a blog to show them, they might be less likely to see some other stuff online that you might not want them to see Mm -hmm. or whatever. So like it gives them, and when you give them that extra thing, it like gives them something to be like, oh, this is cool. This is different. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's easier to keep a blog professional than it can be. Because on social media, there's just always this tendency to post something personal or just because you just want to share, right? But a blog you can keep it defined as professional a lot easier. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, one thing I've wondered with the rise of like Medium, do you ever use Medium? No, I haven't, but I want to start. I really like Medium. Uh, So for anyone who doesn't know, Medium is kind of like a social media for writing, blogging, journalism. Yeah. It's like written content, but it has a social media aspect and Mm -hmm. interaction to it Mm -hmm. because you can subscribe to somebody's Medium account sort of um and i think it's if you're a writer if writing is your thing and you have a blog i think you should also be on medium yeah (laughs) um because it makes it easier for your content to be found yeah because people are going to medium and looking for things medium is especially if like i mean i haven't been on medium much i do really like it because i actually find some really awesome content from there But there's also, like, the aspect of, like, if you like something, you get more likely shown that author's stuff or that writer's stuff or whatever. So, like, if you have a really good piece on Medium, suddenly a lot of people are seeing you because Medium is showing your stuff and your new stuff to a lot of people. It's it's kind of like Pinterest for writers in a way, right? Um, It's it's kind of cool that way. Um, And... uh, Writers can make money off of it, can't they, on Medium? I think so. There's, like, this, like, Medium partner thing where mm-hmm. if you like are liked so many times or whatever, you make some money from it. Because um, it can be hard to organically grow an audience on your blog. Oh, it's extremely mm-hmm. difficult. But I think Medium really well, helps Because, like, you. even us. So, like, we have just over 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. We don't have a lot of subscribers no. on our blog. People don't really subscribe to blogs yeah. anymore. It's more they just come one offs or whatever and medium's just another kind of form of social media that people are there for writing yeah so like it's not like instagram where people are there for like some quick things they might not want to read a 200 page or 200 page (laughs) a 200 word blog post or whatever it is um people are there actually to 
read longer forms of content and they're there because they like writing and they like reading this stuff. So you know that the people on Medium are more likely to actually go to your blog post or, well, go to your blog to read more. Yeah, like that's where your audience is, right? Yeah. People who like to read are... Go to where your audience is. Exactly. But yeah. They're not always going to come to you. No. Almost never. <laughs> they never will. <laughs> um, but as much as, like we said, it's important to have a blog and to have your own presence, to help elevate that, I think Medium is such a good compliment. Yes. I Yeah. No, I think more people should be on Medium and more people should be using Medium mm-hmm. in general. I think it's a really, really good platform. I guess we should be using Medium, huh? For some of our blog posts. Probably. Some of yeah. the really good ones. It was made by the people behind Twitter, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think Medium is a great compliment for a blog now. Mm-hmm. It just like kind of helps drive traffic straight to your blog. Yep. I guess we could talk a little bit more about the visuals of blogging because blogging isn't just about writing. No, and it really can't just be about writing, yeah. right? And also putting pictures and visuals and links and all that kind of stuff in your writing helps with SEO. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that might also be a part that kind of drives people away from blogging because you're like, what? I like to write, but I'm not a good photographer, so I can't take pictures and all stuff. You can buy pictures. <laughs> That's true. Stock images are a thing and yeah. they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Like everything on your site doesn't need to be your own. Like you can buy some photos. You can use that kind of stuff. Make sure to credit people. Yeah. Um, you can use all that stuff. People don't really care that much. Just don't pretend that it's yours. Yes. Yeah basically which is pretty much what you should do anywhere online yeah don't pretend that don't pretend something somebody else's work yeah yeah that's not cool no um but links are huge too right yeah i try and include a link in all of our things because especially um so we have like an extension on wordpress on our site that helps us with seo like it tells us some tips like do this do this and gives us like a little rating um inbound and outbound links so apparently you should have at least one outbound link which is going to like another site or mm-hmm. something like that and you should also have links to your other pages on your website so that if people click and they're like oh and they just go back to your site right they mm-hmm. keep tr- it just kind of encourages people but that kind of stuff like is apparently really useful in seo yeah and like even beyond seo it also makes your content more valuable for the reader mm-hmm. because they're getting all the stuff in that article or that post but then they're also getting you linking to more things that can help them yeah right instead of them going to have to try and find yeah. the things that you're talking about put it right there and make it easier yeah, like it doesn't have to be your content like, yeah if, and, if you are writing about a specific thing and you got some information from another blog post or an article or something link it in there so people can go read more about it they'll remember that your site was one that was eight so easy because you just found their site and then you found everything else because it was right there you didn't have to do any more search and they're more likely to come back yeah i think it's easy for people to be like well why would i send them away or why would i show them somebody that might have like more than i do yeah but you just want to be like provide value you yeah. just want to help your readers so it's like give them more than you might get back because yeah. eventually that's going to pay off yeah um and like that basically makes you become a resource mm-hmm. and that's an important place to be in yeah like a consumer's mind yeah because they'll trust you yeah i think so too uh so i guess we could like sum up so okay so for all those people out there who are thinking about starting a blog i say do it yeah i think there's nothing to lose um maybe start slow i was gonna say it's okay to keep it simple too yeah even if you're writing once a month 
I would say make sure there's some consistency to it. So if you're picking a time, even if it's once a month, write once a month every time. If you can only keep up with once every two months, do that. But if you think you can keep up with once every two weeks, do that. But it should be like once every whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. you should, there should be some form of consistency to it um, because people that just it works well for people it works well for seo it works well for everything (laughs) yeah and then for if you're wondering about the design or the look of your blog i would say always keep in mind the kind of online experience you like to have yes so if you think you need to add all these flashy things just because you need to add them if you were the person using the site would you enjoy all those things like honestly before you design your site i would go to the sites you typically go to a lot yeah and just kind of look around at what they have what you really liked about their sites what keeps you coming back to their sites and kind of just like don't obviously don't copy directly their sites but like get an idea for the layout and what you like about all these sites that you go to because if you like it, there's a chance other people like it, especially if they're popular sites. And you can just kind of use that as a basis for yours mm-hmm. in building your own. Yeah. And then like once you've kind of got a foundation, maybe you've got a few posts up, you kind of know what you're doing, figure out how you're going to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's going to be on your other accounts yeah. and stuff like that. But figure out what you're going to say and what you want to be the draw. Yeah. Right. And then finally, I would honestly say don't be so caught up in the numbers. Blogging numbers are very slow. No matter how, honestly, no matter how popular you're on social media, how quickly you're growing on social media, blogging numbers are slow. That's just, it's just what's going to happen. So don't get too caught up in the numbers of it. Just like focus on your content, how you can better your content and what you're providing people in the people who are there currently yeah and then that'll just naturally grow yeah the roi i guess you would say of a blog isn't necessarily seen through those the same numbers yeah it's not like like i'm trying to think it's not like comments on something like the number of comments don't show you how relevant your blog was or how well performing your blog was Mm -hmm. like say a youtube channel would be or an instagram post that kind of stuff doesn't really matter on a blog yeah and like we said earlier the roi could be just you building a reputation and maybe it helps you get a job yeah right honestly something that i kind of like to look at um so there's two different stats there's total visits and then there's unique visitors I like looking at those two because even if my unique visitors are low, if my total visits are high, that means people are coming back multiple mm-hmm. times. And that is a really good thing to know because if you have a thousand unique visitors, but only a thousand views, everyone's only coming once. Yeah. So, and I mean, that might be okay if you only have one blog post a month or whatever, but like if you have like four blog posts coming out a month, once every week, and you have people only coming once that kind of stuff like honestly i think that's the only number i would look at at the beginning at all Mm -hmm. and also remember that people coming to your blog don't know your numbers yeah right it's not like on instagram or youtube where everyone's like oh this channel doesn't have a lot yeah Yeah, why would i bother they don't know i remember when remember when follower count was a thing on blogs when you used to be able to include that people just don't care anymore no like it doesn't matter if you like the blog you like the blog Mm mm-hmm and I mean, I think people shouldn't care on Instagram and all these sites, but people do. So. I feel like they might, Instagram might move that way. Yeah. Just to see. It would be cool. I would, it would be super interesting to see an Instagram without numbers on it. Right? I was thinking that too. It would be so interesting. Like how, I know this is getting off topic, but whatever. <laughs> how like skewed is your perception of an account when you go to it and you see the numbers? I would love to see like a month long experiment. Yeah. Just to see them do that. That would be so cool to see. Like 
you wouldn't want to see followers would you still want to see how many well, likes the post get youtube you can hide your subscriber count yeah so i wonder if that affects like i'm i don't see a lot of people hiding their subscriber no. count but i'm curious of the people that do if they see a difference in mm-hmm. that because i mean but you can't hide views and you yeah. can't hide comments I think so you still views... kind of get a general sense of it yeah but i'm curious about that I, I would love to see social media just take numbers off of everything. See if that affects anything. Like take off views, take everything. Take off subscribers. Yeah. Except comments. Off. You should be able to see comments. Yeah, comments. But I think likes on a photo, take those off to see what happens. Yeah. I'm just curious. So only the person who posted it can see all this information. Yeah. That would be so interesting. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, let's just. Because like, I'm kind of, I feel like it would increase people's like followings because people wouldn't know. Yeah. Because I do think when you go to a site, and I think everyone does it, I think I do it too, mm-hmm. you go, there's credibility in high numbers. Mm-hmm. Whether there should be or there shouldn't be, there's credibility in high numbers. And I feel like when those numbers go away, people are going to have to figure out credibility for themselves. And they might follow more people they genuinely like and not people that yeah. millions of people like, so they should follow them. You know what's another one where you can't tell um, how many people? What? A podcast. Oh, Yeah. No one knows how many listeners you're yeah. getting, right? You think what? The only thing you get is like reviews, Apple yeah. reviews or whatever. That's the only kind of general yeah. sense of it. I I would be so, I want to see this Instagram. Please do it. <laughs> please. I I'm very curious about that. It would be so cool to Me see. Me too. Or someone create a platform where that's a thing because that yeah. would be so cool. All right. Well, we got a little bit off topic, but you know what? <laughs> that was just a little tidbit of information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope that this discussion has been helpful for anybody who has a blog who's thinking about starting a blog who wants to know more about blogging we still think it's relevant i love blogging i think it's fun yeah i'm proud of our blog you know it has its downfalls when it gets hacked oh my god it's such a pain in the ass sometimes (laughs) but blogging is fun i think it's it's a fun place to house everything it's your own you get to do whatever you want with it i think it's such a creative outlet to have yeah if you want to check out our blog, it's uh, twomarketgirls.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We're also called Two Market Girls there. We post vegan recipes and vegan blogs and just like information about living plant-based, eating plant-based, and then other shenanigans. <laughs> Soon to be called Two Maple Girls? You never know. <laughs> you can also find us on social. We are at Two Market Girls on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss yeah. any future episodes. Leave us a review. Yeah, we'd love a review on Speaking iTunes. Of numbers. You know, those are important. <laughs> and that's going to be it for this episode. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>